0: Pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news. Sometimes we slip in some laughs. But most times we go deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. In today's episode <laughs> We're talking all about Fear the Walking Dead. Episode five of season six called
1: Honey. That was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> this is a special
2: this is a special quiet episode. <laughs> Squawking dead
1: Squawking dead after dark (laughs) Wait they're almost all after dark And you know, what,
2: this is a good exercise okay can we make our points without shouting at each other and laughing hysterically <laughs> no, i don't think so mm. i guess we'll find out
1: in the beginning i'm thinking this is uh this is kind of turning out to be a, a good positive episode right like things are going going our way i mean this is this is kind of what i've been asking for right we need an upswing mm-hmm. we need to see our characters you know win win a few battles here right just a few little victories to to keep us um you know motivated to to push on and And I think we got that here. You know, we got Swatty back, um, Dwight and Sherry back together. We found out who these masked people are. (laughs) That was very fun. And a lot of, oh, how do I, you know, like, like you were saying, you know, uh, a lot of talk about who we used to be, who we want to be, um, you know, especially between Dwight and Sherry. And I think I saw a lot of character changes for the two of them, or maybe a lot of assumptions. Yeah. A lot of assumptions on, on both of their ends. So, uh, I don't, I'm I'm not sure how I'm feeling about Dwight and Sherry by the end of the episode. I don't know if I'm, I I don't know, I don't know how to feel about them, but I think they kind of, they saw how each of them has, has changed and grown in these, what, at least two years that they've been apart.
2: Yeah. What's interesting about All that War is that, and I actually, I actually happened upon this fact is that Sherry doesn't even show up past season seven. We don't see Sherry. After she last appears on season seven. So we haven't seen her when in many years. When she lets years.
1: Dwight, or not Dwight, Daryl out of the... The tank, right? That's the last time Mm -hmm, we see her. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: it's it's quite interesting. Which again, this could be like that second week of all that war, which took two seasons. A a week, (laughs) a a week for every sorry, a season for every week of all that war. (laughs) Which, um, which again was like in the second year, second two and a half years into the apocalypse, two or two and a half years. That's
1: a yeah. That's that's up for discussion. Timelines, we can't get into timelines.
2: But even then, like okay, so all that war is over. That's a couple months later. So that's maybe two and a half slash three years. Uh, then Morgan, we say, jokingly, takes, oh, he only takes a couple weeks to get to Austin. No, apparently that journey was a couple months.
1: Yeah, <laughs> was, I, and I, several- I buy that
2: yeah makes more sense and then obviously we have we can conj- we there's the there's conjecture that you know the the events of the second half of season four coincide with the beginning of season nine of the walking dead because of the what the effects the hurricane had oh, on yeah. the bridges yes. you know, how they went out so we have yeah. that so there is like you know there's a bunch of a little bit of continuity until it just until the walking dead just moves away from us so mm-hmm. i mean we could be four or five years in so again so we haven't seen so dwight hasn't seen sherry in let's say about two and a half to well, let's say two to four years. Oh, it's not very good. No. Or like, sorry, I would probably say, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, two to two to three years, two to four years. Uh, yeah, yeah I two think to three to feels
1: comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, between two to three years. So. And and I think they both recognize the the change and growth that each of them have have gone through. I was a little dis- a little disappointed in in Dwight that he reverted back to his old ways so so easily. I mean, so easily he didn't even he didn't even notice. He didn't even realize right that he was he was sanctuary dwight again sherry saw it i think it scared the shit out of her
2: yeah and i i really don't know what to make of it too like well i do I,
1: well, um... But I
2: actually kind of liked seeing it in a weird way. Like, I mean, obviously I like really nice guy Dwight. I was like enthusiastic about it. A Dwight we've never seen before ever, actually. And then mm-hmm. when he slipped right into, you know, Savior Dwight, that was jarring. But it was also kind of like, oh, that's interesting. It's showing a little bit of range. What does this mean in terms of the relation to Dwight and Sherry? I, like, I immediately thought of like Hancock. Do you remember that movie Hancock? Yeah. At all? With, with um, mm-hmm. Will Smith. And like how part of the premise of the movie is that two characters, the Will Smith character, Hancock, and this other character, this woman, uh, when they're near each other, uh, they actually are more mortal than they are superpowered, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this, we're seeing somewhat of the same thing here, where you know when Dwight and Sherry are together, and maybe it's just because they're not in sync yet, which is another thing that we can get through, uh, we can go through, but when they are together, this is a feeling that I had, you know, season, sorry, episodes ago when we were talking about Dwight and Sherry, and I was like, I don't know if this reunion is going to be all that it, it's cracked up to be, because... Because of where they are in life, how far that they've shifted between the time they left each other and the time and where they are now, because I mean, clearly Dwight's in this weird Zen, happy, you know, <laughs> just taking one, life one one moment at a time kind of step. And mm-hmm. then you know, we don't know we don't know where Sherry's at. We don't know her journey. If she's willing to give up on Dwight, not just not to just to keep him safe, you know, and she's obviously had two and some odd change years to kind of grow or find herself, or you know, and again, both of them being alone throughout this journey, but also having the idea of them in their pocket. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't always shake out the same way for any given person when they're out there alone, you know, and they're, yeah. and they're clearly different people when we know them in The Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, one is, one is more submissive and the other's more, you know, sneaky, still mm-hmm. does what she wants to do, you
0: know? <laughs>
1: Well, I had written in here, um, you know, the, the irony of this too. I mean, in the beginning we see Sherry reading, reading these notes, right? The reason Dwight is where he's at right now is because these letters from Sherry gave him the motivation to, to keep on going. And, and he even brings up the very first letter she writes to him saying, um, you know, basically she's taking the blame for Dwight turning into who he did at the sanctuary. Right. I, I did that. It's because of my choice that you turned into this person and, you know, I want to re- Remember the the person that you were. And so Dwight says, okay, I'm I'm gonna be that person no matter what it takes. I'm gonna get back to to good Dwight. And and they're having this conversation, they're talking about it. And he's saying, like, um, well, and then and then Raleigh shows up and here's an example of how Dwight has changed. Um, you know, he kind of hints about him and Morgan a little bit. I mean, literally seeing the things that changed Dwight along his journey, and he still, he still reverts back, like he still digresses into that savior role. After talking about how important it was for him to get back to Sherry, who he originally was, ah, What are you doing? You don't even see what you're doing.
0: <laughs>
2: so what
1: are you doing, Hancock? Come yes. on, man.
2: Yeah, I don't yes. know. I, yeah, it's it, it's it's really difficult to tackle because, like, you know, when where at first he says, "Oh, you know, these people are like my family," you know, and then, and how do you just throw that away? I mean, but that's that's the kind of thing I want to drill down on a little bit more. But you mentioned the um, the beginning of the scene, you know, beginning of the episode, actually, where it zeroes in on that one symbol symbol that is very interesting. Because we've seen it before, obviously, for the last several years, but we didn't really examine it. We've seen it on Alpha's belt, for example. We've seen it, you know, this is the Ouroboros sim- symbol, the infinity symbol. And um, it, made, it made me Im- immediately think of the end is the beginning, it, which is interesting because what the original Ouroboros was, um, a serpent or, you know, dragon or lizard eating its own tail. So like the end really is the beginning again. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. Which is so, there's these themes that keep popping up and flash, it's like subliminal nets. Subliminal just flashing in our faces every now and again. So um, I thought that was very interesting that it opened with that as well. Oh, same symbol on the bracelet, bracelet from June's daughter.
1: Did, oh, I didn't
2: know that did
1: symbol. Oh, I didn't know that either.
2: That's that's really cool. Okay, so we, we so it is popping up every now and again. Hmm. The the Ouroboros is, is something I actually looked up, and it says Ur, that symbol. You know, when it first starts out, obviously it's a serpent with a, it's like an O. So the serpent is actually it's a circular shape. It originally came from ancient Egypt. 13th century BCE Egypt in the golden shrine in King Tut's tomb.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is, so, what that was supposed to represent was cyclical time. See, the Egyptians didn't believe in ni- linear time, you know, where, you know, we go forward, the years go by. The Egyptians just basically believed in circular time. They were heliocentric culture, which is very interesting. They believed this, everything revolved around the sun, the sun setting in the Nun, the Delta Nile, and then coming back up again. Uh, but it was just a very interesting idea of cyclical time, that every, you know, every end is a beginning, is an end is a beginning like seasons days and nights harvest planting that sort of thing and and you see some of this going on in the episode as well in some respects you know you see the end of Dwight's journey let's just say is basically Sherry's beginning but
0: you,
2: so there's something very interesting going on here by the end of the episode you notice that okay obviously we're closing on the episode on the very symbol that we start with but in, in a different context at first obviously Dwight, uh, Sherry's leaving it for Dwight to help, help him follow her and by the end of the episode, and I didn't understand this at first. I'm like, infinity up? No. Infinity up? What is what does that mean? You nerd. I mean, seriously. <laughs> then then again, then again, I was watching this at five in the morning. Oh yeah. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that in just a second. However, at the end I figured out, oh, if Sherry goes in the truck, it's like a secret message inside the truck to point Sherry in the direction of the safe place. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Again, I did this at five in the morning. And the reason why I had to do this at five in the morning was because I finally finished watching The Rise of the Skywalker and I haven't watched it, but I did that so that I could watch Fear the Walking Dead later because three times in a row, three times a charm, a very shitty charm you don't want, <laughs> AMC premiere slash AMC plus screwed us again they promised us fear the walking dead at 1201 a.m on eastern time and they screwed us again and gave it to us in pacific time okay fine thing is we can't do anything about that we need amc premiere they may not need us but we need them we need them to cover, to stay ahead of these two episode clusterfucks for the last i don't know month five yeah. weeks six weeks whatever yeah. how long this hell has been
1: yeah it's been over a month now doing it doing two episodes yeah. a week yeah
2: yeah i mean i would tell people like vote with your feet they're not answering you back on your tickets they're not answering you on social media they're not saying anything about on social media then they put talking dead behind a paywall (laughs) like okay i don't care that you do that but when you said you weren't going to come back until november 22nd publicly you know on amc on the tv channel whatever it is Mm -hmm. i was fine with that we made our peace with that it's not different than what you did before oh but now you're going to go behind a paywall okay but you can't even get fear of the walking dead right so why i haven't watched a single one i haven't watched a single one of them have you
1: um talking dead yeah no i don't have i have amc i have have amc premiere i don't have plus
2: okay so let me explain what's going on here and it's not even the talking dead thing that bothers me so much but it's it's just the idea that okay just say what you're gonna do and do it and then not go back well amc plus isn't really available even in the u.s it's not available everywhere too that's that's the additional weirdness it's that available on AMC weird. on on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, Xfinity, and I don't know where else. If you pull up the page to see where Xf- AMC Plus is available, it's not many places. Wow. Oh. Um, it may be more now that they've started, but like I don't know, half mm. the half-assed rollout, the limited availability. Not everybody can get to it. It's forcing people to really do to download the shit online, you know. Like, and it's like, what is it for? If you're not trying to make money, you know. If you make things easier and available and and on time, people will pay for it. People I, will want to support you.
1: Right. If you're asking people to pay I'm, for something, you need to, you need to deliver the content. But I guess my, a bigger question I have would is like, is there a reason they're, they're putting talking debt behind a paywall? Do they, I mean, did they need money? Are they right? I
2: think it's one of those, I don't even question that, you know, like if it makes sense to do it fine, but of I, I, I mean, sense
1: of it. like if they're broke yeah. they need money, <laughs>
2: Like I, I don't even know if it's a matter of being broke. I think it's a matter of like, okay, if it's going to be like low effort content. So, you know what I mean? Like if it's not going to be a full blown Talking Dead. I can see okay. why they would pro- want to maybe put that behind a paywall because you know they still have to produce it, but mm-hmm. it's not like a full-blown, strict to the rules trivia, <laughs> whatever. Oh, walking still... Dead, you know.
1: Okay, okay.
2: And maybe, and, may- and maybe they feel like okay, maybe if we do these Zoom sessions with all these different people, like okay, um as long as it, it, it's like an add-on to their existing benefits of getting AMC Premiere, like oh, this is like a perk to get AMC Premiere rather than the actual programming. Because when November twenty-second comes back, it's not going to be the same as the programming is showing between their last time Talking Dead was on and now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, c- I can I can say that with certainty. Last thing Talking Dead was available October 3rd. Okay, so yeah, AMC Plus only, apparently. Mm. <sighs> That is infuriating, but here's, okay. So you know what? We'll drill down more on that in the weeks, ahead, in the week, a week or so ahead, because you know, we'll do this on social media. So if you aren't following us on social media, head over to squawking mostly on Twitter. It's going to be, it's not gonna be on Instagram. It's not gonna be on Facebook. We're going to complain mostly on Twitter. That's kind of where it's at. If you vote with your feet, if you start canceling your AMC premier accounts or your AMC plus accounts, they will notice. And then they will actually at least say something. That is really
1: Hopefully, the point.
2: Yeah. Say something. And don't, don't be satisfied with the refund fund you're not even getting what you want what's waiting eight, 18 hours you might as well watch it live you're not getting any benefit honestly
1: well i, I mean, don't the know only benefit, since, since getting the only
2: benefit you'll get is to be with us yeah I'll in be- the recording <laughs> so speaking about technology letters <laughs> like i i i was observing the letters you know moving on for the Ouroboros, like i was observing the letters uh as they were coming up you know as they were revealing themselves you know you pull back from the symbol and you start seeing like that's an envelope and underneath it um there's like a little postcard that says can't wait anymore don't 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 give up and underneath the first envelope you know that we see initially there's a postcard that says dream house on it so there must have been like you know it's like Sherry just imagining her life with with Dwight helps her move on and stuff like that and I like that that's kind of cute which again it's like this weird end is the beginning sort of thing where they're, they're both in a certain place at the beginning of the episode and then are in the season of harvest by the end of it where it's just like one is one way and one is the other like now Dwight is the one who is the one to be led and Sherry has to follow.
1: Right.
2: You know, so there's this weird reversal of roles.
1: That almost brought me to tears.
2: And now that has to, yeah, like Dwight has to be the one saying, you know, oh, dream house, oh, dream protected location. Oh, I plan, you know, whenever you're ready, I have this plan for our place, you know, that sort of thing, you know, like in in the dam where you're not supposed to know about. (laughs) Not really. But, um, oh, but the third one that we see is Sherry's letter to Dwight. The last letter, actually, the one that John gives to, ultimately, finally gives to Dwight that she doesn't want to follow him. And you can actually read the actual letter. And it says this, D, I had to kill someone a man back at the diner at that diner he almost killed me i know we've both seen so much too much but i still don't like the thought of you out there looking for me and all that death i don't want that for you d next paragraph i don't want you to kill yourself trying to find me i wouldn't be able to live with that i want you to stop looking for me
1: yeah
2: no. <laughs> it doesn't say <laughs> me but I, I figured i figured it out you know i'm pretty smart when you when you, when you put me to the task <laughs> you can figure it out yeah I want you to stop looking for
0: your mother. (laughs) That, that. Yeah. Whoa, it came out of nowhere. I didn't know Dwight had a mom. Does everybody have moms? (laughs) Uh."
2: Anyway, I know I'm smart. Thanks, Nisa.
1: (laughs) So I have a little bone to pick and maybe you can make some sense of it maybe not i don't know but okay our um so the title card I, I know we're gonna talk about it anyway but um i mean i noted a few a few things but mostly what i thought i saw was um like a am gonna call it a lifeguard station and what looks like um maybe a pool ladder Looked just mm-hmm. like one at, at my parents house right that you get into mm-hmm. did you see both of mm-hmm. those things <laughs>
2: I didn't really know. I think in the overhead shot there may have been. No, there, no, no, no. I think no, there was the more than one. No,
1: in the just the just the title.
2: Oh, okay. No, I I thought you meant. Did you see both of those things in the actual episode? Is what you were asking. No,
1: right? no, 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 no. Just in the title.
0: Oh, okay. It oh, like I life, wasn't.
1: It looks like a lifeguard's Um, like if you go to a community pool and the lifeguard is like up on that high chair, you know, just yeah, watching everybody yeah. waiting to blow a whistle, right? Yeah. Don't run. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So <laughs> in run. the in the title card, it it makes it appear that we're going to see a pool area, right? Right. But but the mask group, they're at a skate park. That was not a pool.
2: No, it's a, it's a pool.
1: It's a skate park. I thought
2: so too. No, I thought so too. And you're going to say it. that it's a
1: pool because of where Dwight and Sherry are, right? With all the plumbing underground, all the pipes and the, and the readouts oh, and everything. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I, oh, oh I, no, no. That's not why I was going to say that. Okay. No, because you get an overhead shot of the actual pool.
1: Right. And that's how it's I a very, realized it's, it's a
2: very quick shot.
1: Right. And that's how I realized it's a skate park. You can see the, the metal bars on the side. Have you been to a skate park?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, but let, let's back up a sec okay. because that I actually said that outright. Like... It, in the first bit of my notes
1: they might have tried to make a skate park look like a pool but it was yeah most definitely a skate park
2: (laughs) yeah i mean anything's anything's possible but i did notice that there was something odd about some of the sides of the pool but then that was i think really mostly due to its shape also and it's not unusual like look skate park um when when skateboarding was
1: not a pool
2: Well, that yeah. I mean, like anything is anything is possible. But the first thing I I noted when I first saw him in the pool when they took the mask off was like, oh, it's a skate park maybe, and Austin Emilio is a skater. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) exactly. So I
2: thought that was a really cool factoid. But you know, at the same time, I was like, okay, first of all, they, and again, this could be. As things go, right? Um, that's, yeah. Sometimes sometimes where you shoot a scene is different than what the environment leads you to believe where it is. Like, just like Barrington House. When they film in Barrington House, that's that's a soundstage. You know, they're not, uh, like, actually walking into Barrington House from the outside on Hilltop Colony, you know? So mm-hmm. this, is just, this could be one of those things, maybe. I also noticed a oh. little bit like the shape of the pool that we see overhead mm-hmm. is an actual pool, actually. It's an actual pool location. I can't... This is one of the things that kills me because every, almost every single thing they clue they dropped in this episode, like it says Mavis David swimming pool out front near the end of the episode where they're planting the fake Althea and Dwight zombies, you know walkers, and they're walking away and they're tied up. Mm -hmm. So I look tried to look that up, could not find it. Mm -hmm. I I tried across the country. You think a name like Mavis David, you know, and then and looking up swimming pool in separate quotes and then all together and not. You would be able to find it. No, couldn't find it. Couldn't even find the, the significance of a Mavis David. You know.
1: So what I'm thinking is they they wanted it to be a pool, but it was a. They filmed at a skate park that they tried to turn into a pool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I think that's what they wanted you to see. And you hey, listen, you might be right. I mean, that's the thing. That's I think there's an irony in in that. Like a real cool
1: And I think it's extra cool that Austin Amelio is is a skateboarder. I mean, that's just kind of like a like a secret nod to to the cast, right? <laughs> I like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I really really enjoyed that. Like just that little peek into like, oh okay, I see what you're doing. Right. there.
1: Like, oh, okay. it. it's
2: an Austin it. Amelia centered episode.
1: Okay, I see, that. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see you.
2: <laughs> yeah, but l- let's let's go back to the title sequence. Like uh, some other cool things that you may may have missed or may not have missed is like uh, you know share it. Well, first of all, let's focus on the fact that usually the character being focused on is a one person. Mm-hmm. Characters in this episode are go hand in hand, which is interesting to me because they're not just making it about Dwight they're making it about Sherry and they're making Sherry a significant part of Dwight in this episode which tells me a lot about where they want this to go I think Maybe, you know, when you do something like that, it says something about the character's either permanence, probably, maybe, or it could be misdirection. I don't know. Maybe. But there's something like grand and like statement when you do that in your in your title sequence. Like, oh, this is official and this is grand and this is what this is about. And it could be the one-off episode. This is what the episode is about. But I don't know. But maybe I'm making, I'm putting too much on title sequences. But like one of the things you also see is like, you know, Cherry has her mannequin mask in that opening title sequence. Mm-hmm. you know you kind of miss if you didn't, if you didn't watch it and then the lone wolf in the background which we will get into uh on the on the left off to the left the wolf you know so i thought that was cool but one of the biggest things in that title sequence i think in my opinion the biggest noticeable difference is something i've been saying about every title sequence the music is slightly different this one's in- incredibly different. What were the two instruments that you heard in that title sequence?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, well, usually, if you I to usually pay pick, attention. To pick music. one of them out. I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I couldn't even tell you. I honestly, I, I normally pay attention to, to music, but not score, I guess, if that makes sense.
2: <laughs> so it's, one is definitely a bass guitar, electric. Okay. I don't know if, see, and, the, and here's the thing, I don't know if Austin plays the bass either. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Drums are some drums, Nisa. Yeah. Nice call. It's not a sax though. It's a French, it's a French horn. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually heard, I actually made sure I was right about that by going to, um, by going to like a just a couple of samples. Because the odd thing about a French horn is the French horn can mimic most instruments, even a tuba, even a sax, not as much woodwind instruments, but can even mimic, mimic a trumpet too. Um, it's a very versatile instrument, the French horn. I don't know what the significance of both those instruments are, but the fact of the matter is that when you listen to this episode, this intro sequence it is m- remarkably different. It's still the same. Tune, and I'm wondering now if what would happen if I started overlaying all of these different title sequences on top of one another to see what would it produce?
1: Right, maybe they'll all fit together.
2: Yeah, maybe they'll all say something. Maybe like a film harmonic, or I don't don't know about a message. Would be a really cool soundtrack of some some kind. That would be
1: really cool if they all fit together. You know, they were all different parts to like a bigger piece. Bittersweet symphony. That's right, (laughs) (laughs) Randy.
2: But what's what's really cool about that is that like. It's kind of what they were trying to do with the opening sequences in 4 and 5, is that, well, they're kind of linear. They kind of give you the recap of the story, which they still do now, but in the previous seasons, it was more like a linear thing. But in this one, it's more of an overlapping thing. Now I wonder also, I wonder also, what would it look like if we overlaid so let's say we put like a I don't know let's say since we have 7 intro sequences we put the opa- the opacity of the opacity of those videos at like I don't know um 12%, I want to say is about right, 12 or 13%, then you actually lay the video on top of one another and see what happens. Because I like the idea of like all these different colors. You've got blue, green, purplish, red. And in this episode was also kind of like a bright blue, like an aqua, right? Yeah,
1: I called it like a pale, very light, pale blue.
2: Yeah. And so what would happen if you put all those colors with all those different opacities on top of each other and see what would happen? Do the characters line up somehow? Do Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, so, so far the, the images have been centered. So I think the images themselves are going to be right on top of each other. So you'd have, you'd have to spread the, them out, but I wonder how everything else sort of fits together. And if it does, I think you'd have better luck lining up the music. Cause if you overlap yeah, photos, I- the images are just going to, they're just going to cloud up, you know, each other.
2: Maybe. But now I'm just, I just want to see mostly for the colors to be honest, <laughs> just yeah. to see how it would look like.
1: Yeah. That'd be
2: you know? cool. Or, or Rachel, what if
0: I do it and it forms like a Voltron?
1: Right. What if, what if there's like holds, a picture in the center? What if all the shadows, it, yeah, create a
0: picture? Yeah, what if they make a, a big a big Voltron? <laughs> Nisa's they doing it. Make that. a super strand. <laughs> super stra- Fear the Walking
2: Dead. Well, I wanted to also drop another Easter egg, just a, a big one actually, a big 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 Easter egg that I found. I think Sherry found it as well. This this big Easter egg is you actually do see in the opening scene as well. Uh, just before you'll see it, you'll see it when it pans out to show Dwight and Sherry in the room, and it shows the front door but you'll also see it when Dwight actually walks to the back and finding out, whoa, what's going on with Sherry? Oh, uh, the Robinette's Eggery logo. We've seen this at least twice before on Fear the Walking Dead. It's right above the door. Yeah. And we've seen it both on Jenna Elfman's t-shirt in Laura in Fear the Walking Dead season four. Okay. It's the t-shirt that John gives Laura as a, you know, because healing and blah, 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 and da, da, the wounds and da, 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 whatever. Okay. So we have a photo of that, right? Okay. And then there's the billboard on in Fear the Walking Dead season five in the first episode. This is where the gang is trying to get to Logan. Logan needs help and whatever. And the truck stop has that billboard just outside the truck stop. I thought it was Robinette's Egri truck stop and Emporium, whatever but it's not whatever but it's really it's a really really cool reference and then what what do we get when Dwight comes back with dinner for breakfast and... eggs scrambled <laughs> yeah so I thought that was kind of like a nice little neat you know yeah. tie in
1: when you say above the so... door do you mean like above the um like the front door or like the archways going into the next room
2: no it's it's above the f- it's barely visible above the front door so there's a the front door of this place whatever this place is okay it's obviously the front because See, it's kind of like a bar
1: when he moves the when he moves the curtain out of the way and sees the mask,
2: N- I, I can't exact sure opposite what door you. Okay, all right. So, so it's it's as he's walking towards the back, it's behind him, and that's actually the oh, front door. Okay, the door where he's moving the curtain aside. That's the back, back door. door.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: Oops, no fork. Eh. Was that <laughs> right. sorry? Oops, you, you gave me eggs, but you forgot the fork.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. So that I, was cute, though. I thought-
1: it it was cute. Well, I don't know about cute. I mean, she she knew they were gonna kidnap. Dwight, I mean, obviously she knew he was going to be okay, but did you... I, I didn't really get the sense that this group had like a leader. Like, I know, I know Raleigh kind of came in sort of in a, you know, commanding, but I never, it, I don't really think, I didn't get the sense that, that, that there was anybody really in charge. I mean, I, I would have put uh, money on Sherry, but that didn't seem to be the case.
2: Yeah. I, I don't really think they do have a leader. I mean, it's, they seem to kind of switch from leaders. Like, at first it's Ozzy, then it's Raleigh, then it's back to Sherry.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sort of it, giving commands. Like, like they all just sort of have a mutual. Respect for each other. That's nice. It
2: seems to be generally those three, though, right? Yeah, they were
1: but the only. Three is, is there one more?
2: Yeah, there's only three we know. And then there's that scary dude who was just silent and showed them and what? just showed them Althea's video. And I was just like, dude, this guy's creepy. Right? Why? He was so, so creepy, angry. dude.
1: Angry, so
2: angry. I don't know about angry, but just like this, just stern, immovable stone face <laughs> look as he just he just goes like this. He just wait. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna. I have to explain what I'm doing, but let me. At first, I'm gonna go like this. First, he goes like this. <laughs> And goes back and does the same thing. When you do the same thing over again in the exact same way,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and it's, it's just weird. It's creepy. And so what I, what I did was for the audio users, uh, you know, holding up something... With a straight arm in the exact same way, showing a video of Althea and a GoPro, you know, suffering. First of all, or like first of all, finding them out. you know, like, oh, I'm reporting back to Jenny Moon, oh, Section A four hundred two, whatever. I don't care. So then, like, the next one is like, don't tell him what they said. Why me? And then like, you know, but he's like all stone face and like, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just creepy. And then of course, the way he looks is obviously like he's not giving away any facial features. So he has his like little bandana like covering the bottom of his neck, you know, and then draped down, and then. Also, his mask is like uh, on top of his head. So all you see is like, it's like as if his face is actually a mannequin mask. Yeah. Because he's that stone face. That's what was creepy about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I
2: mean, I can't believe we spent so much time on just this guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So
0: it was creepy.
1: So Sharon and um, Nisa, well, and Dave, I I want your input too. I don't don't remember Raleigh being so cute. Was he cute (gasps) the last time we saw him?
0: (laughs) Wait, why can't I weigh on That's what I said. Well, I, I, I said
1: I, first, I said Nathan <laughs> and I said no, 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 no. Dave, I want, I want your take too. Honestly, like I don't, re- I don't remember Raleigh being so cute.
2: <laughs> I'm, a, I'm offended. First of all, <laughs> second of all, uh, when we see him at first too, like he was deliberately dressed up as kind of like a redneck too. There was yeah. like the cap. It was gone. It was kind of on his face like this. He was kind of a dick. His facial hair was a little bit more scraggly and long.
1: it's party. a little tighter. Like I'm like, look what yeah. a shower can do for somebody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, would you say that you noticed that he looked a little taller, too, in a weird way?
1: Um, That's hard to say. I think the or- the last few scenes we it- saw Raleigh and he was on his knees, wasn't he? <laughs>
2: But yeah, I mean, there's this deliberate attempt to make him look smaller because he's weaker or mm-hmm. he's he's more of a dick. He's more of an in a, a vulnerable person in it, trying to take a superior position or whatever. But every time it goes wrong. Yeah.
1: But now- He's now taller,
2: he has- more confident, yeah. standing up straight.
1: He's in a good group.
2: Look, that shit's attractive too.
1: Yeah, I know it.
2: Oh my God. Sharon is saying he's your Colby. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you're, you're Colby, my you're boy. Rachel. <laughs> Dwight's asshole is your Colby. Is my Colby? I don't know. (laughs) Right. Yeah,
1: it's a a mask thing, right? (laughs) I'm just digging the mask. Oh
2: my god. Yeah. Well, that's Sharon has a good point. Iris and the mannequin in the last in the last episode of The Walking Dead: World Beyond. These little now there's mannequin masks in this one.
1: Yep. These little these little tiny. Oh my lord. Mm -hmm. In in
2: Wilma's closet.
1: I'm here for it. Yeah, mask number two. Okay. I didn't know anybody's name. So they're mask number one, mask number two, (laughs) mask number
2: three. Oh, there's Raleigh. There's Ozzy.
1: Yeah. Raleigh. creepy guy.
2: (laughs) Creepy creepy guy doesn't need a name. He just needs to be creepy guy.
1: Mask number two Um, is is the one holding the GoPro. He's just called mask number two.
2: (laughs) He's he's stone face.
1: Yeah. Stone face. There you go. Um, Stone face Steve. GoPro. Yeah.
2: And of course we have to read Charity's comment. I think Rachel just digs masks like beta. maybe there's the raleigh's is pretty, is pretty cool yeah dwight goes to the back of the apartment and then sees the mannequin mask <laughs> pulls the curtain did you jump scared what did you do what did you say i'm i'm yeah. here for well, what you are was, what you did
1: it was exactly what happened in the preview like i don't know how i didn't see this coming like we watched it oh, in a, and, <laughs> and then it but,
2: in the what trailer. happened
1: and i still screw i still screamed and went fuck that <laughs> <laughs>
2: And Nisa then, said Nisa said, then, I yelled fuck no.
1: Right. And then he backs up and he turns around and there's two more right there and I'm like, Oh shit
2: <laughs> Which we saw in the look ahead a little bit. And then Okay, oh. and I have to out I have to out myself now because what we thought was uh <laughs> what I thought, I'm not gonna put this on you, was a a half undressed woman being carried away was
0: was Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! A topless, (laughs) a topless woman's
2: being carted away with a bag on her head. Well, I mean, you couldn't see the facial features, but like,
1: oh my gosh! Sorry, (laughs)
0: Lord.
1: Apparently, he has a feminine body. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was gonna ask if it seems like if it seems like Austin Emilio is losing weight or, if, I can't or think if he's
2: just always been like that.
1: Well, I mean I know he's always been pretty skinny or or maybe they just did a, a good job of making him look extra extra scraggly this episode. I don't know.
2: I mean, maybe it's the first time in a long time we've seen him shirtless.
1: That could be too. <laughs> Aside
2: from maybe his Instagram. That, or maybe ever. I don't that, know.
1: That could be too. Or or like in a in a um you know, like a beater a beater top or something. That's true. Mm,
2: That's true That's true.
1: for a while
2: actually if you really think about it have have you have have all of you watched the machinist with um christian bale and he lost a ton of weight uh for that role role.
1: okay
2: it was frightening i mean he he had medical guidance throughout the whole thing but he needed to kind of feel like he pulled it all off and it was really his body but dwight is getting close like sorry austin amelia was kind of close to what i remember christian bale looked like in that movie okay if not for like a little definition and even like you know, Christian Bale has like that, that weird kind of face. I
1: would, I would like to point out how happy I am that, that I was correct when I said Al was on horseback. Yay. (laughs) Yay.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I think we all had something in that too. By the way, oh, yeah. like I I had originally you you had said no, Sherry's not it because the color grading and I was like no, I think it's Sherry. And I see, and I thought went it was on Grace. horseback the
1: the person who ended up being Sherry I thought was Grace. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, because you called her fat basically.
1: Well, I did. I said it looked <laughs> also, like I did. It said she was said she was like, in
2: your defense. She was wearing baggy clothes too. Right, and it so, looked like there could have yeah. been
1: something in front of her, um, like a pregnant belly in front of her, and like the color was kind of. weird. Beard, and it made her hair look darker than it what it really is. So mm. I had my reasons for thinking it was Grace, but I was wrong.
2: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>
1: it, was just,
2: it was just, it was just, it doesn't matter right or wrong. It was just right. hilarious. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. but I think we all had.
1: Wait, it was June. So <laughs> we, we all had a, we all had a little mix up there. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, you know, I thought it might have been Strand or Wes. And then I I did say at one point, I'm like, oh, but the biker vest thing, it could be Dwight, like, because he's a mirror image of my, Um, because of my logic. Oh, he's a mirror image of Daryl, which isn't crazy to think because, and this is after I said, oh, it's Strand, right? (laughs) but but which isn't crazy to say because there is a little bit of that going on here in this episode let's let's just jump into it because like okay when obviously the mask comes off dwight's in the pool um with all these other of virginia's outcasts and everything and he discovers both ozzy and the dog first and the dog kind of pops up every now and again to remind the audience of what uh dwight put daryl through in a weird way you know like he's in a cage he's fed dog food every now and again (laughs) um but like even looking at daryl as the wolf this wild animal that can't be tamed
1: i i did get a, like it seeing the dog there definitely put daryl in my head but not the time he spent i mean it, sh- it should have that's definitely the the link there but um it just reminded me of dog that dog reminded me of dog and so then i thought of daryl
2: <laughs> and that's kind of weird right because because mm-hmm. of what i just said right but in a weird way, Dwight is kind of this weird yin-yang image. Well, again, what are we on? The Walking Dead World Beyond? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird yin-yang image of Daryl in a weird way. And and there's no question, or unless you guys think otherwise, there's no question that Daryl was modeled a little bit after Dwight. You know, as, as a character, there is this weird similarity to him. Like, even down to the wing, the half of the wing being torn off could be seen as, yes, an, an, either an, an, an injured Daryl, but it also could be seen as since... Dwight had worn that jacket for so long. Like, these are kind of similar people in, in a weird way. Like, in attitude and temperament and, and how they do things. Like, they're not that similar when it comes down to marital relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah.
2: when they meet, they go different ways. They go down different different paths. Oh, yeah. And that's a cool comment. Uh, Sharon is saying half angel, half face.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that by the end of the episode, Sherry is the one to actually release Dwight. And here, Dwight's doing that. It's kind of like this weird way of of, again, the Ouroboros is like the different seasons. Who who's doing what and who is whom? You know the role swapping. You know Daryl is the one to let the the dog out, and I'm also wondering like it, it's almost as if there's like this weird foreshadowing of of when he does release the dog at the end of the episode out into the wild. And where did the dogs come from, by the way? Wildlife. <laughs>
1: You can do it. Uh, I'll give you a wildlife hint.
2: preserve. It's where sanctuary.
1: Sanctuary. Oh, there we wildlife
2: go. Wildlife sanctuary. Perfect. How odd! It how odd a thing is yeah. that, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool to see all these little callbacks. My first thought, obviously, because I'm too smart for my own good, or really, really stupid, as I've <laughs> as I've portrayed in some respects. Infinity up? No. <laughs> um, I thought when I heard wildlife sanctuary, I thought Alexandria, and then I'm like, oh, oh. sanctuary is in the name. <laughs> <laughs> Sanctuaries in the name,
1: yeah. So,
2: like, what's wrong with you? Um, no, I, I, yeah, that. I
1: I just heard that that you know they threw him a few scraps, and he, you know, the dog basically was following them after that. Which, yeah, which yeah. is what but, I remembered when Dwight let the dog go at the end. And I'm thinking, I mean, is the do you really think the dog's going to go that far? These people have food. If I were the dog, I'd stick close to these people who have been feeding me.
2: <laughs> that that is absolutely true. And that that there's something there is actually something kind of strange about that. But you know what? Maybe oh, it's very possible. That the wolf does come back in some capacity, though, the, the, because of some of the lookaheads we got. We, uh-huh. we got some like the like flash of the wolf dog. Mm-hmm. It was really, really short flash, but I'm not sure if it's it's from this episode. But we don't know. We could but again, like the, the the purpose that the wolf dog has mm-hmm. in this episode is to kind of reflect. Images of the past that should remind Dwight of where not to go, or how, what hole not to go down. We've been here before, you know. We captured Dwight. You know, sorry, we captured Daryl. I keep referring to Dwight as Daryl. It's this weird thing that happens to me. But I also like noticed that, like, when he does free the the wolf dog, there's a little bit of him freeing Sherry in a way. Like, it's not immediately like apparent that that's what he needs to do to have her follow. Okay. To give her an opportunity, but it's also kind of like he's almost freeing himself too, Mm -hmm. in a weird way. He's allowing himself to not. Have to go back. It's not Dwight freeing Daryl. It's Daryl freeing Dwight. Ah uh, Yeah, that's okay. That's what I wrote. Well, I, was saying, I knew. I knew what I wrote was actually a little bit more profound. Because at the end of the, all that war, there's the aftermath, and you know, Daryl has his thing with Dwight. You know, he's about to kill him. And Daryl gives him mercy, and just like Daryl, and it's almost as if Dwight's kind of returning the favor. You know, he's freeing the dog, and it's the Ouroboros again, who is freeing whom. Mm-hmm. It comes back around, the end is the beginning. I like how this keeps coming. It keeps coming back to that. Mm-hmm. And Sherry's like, if you love something, set it free. Ooh, you know, Dwight and Dwight and Daryl had something saucy together. But maybe, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I I can see that. I can see if it was really yours, it'll, it'll return. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's very possible.
1: You know, he loves her. He has to set her free and he hopes that she will follow and catch back up to him. Dweral.
2: (laughs) Dweral. Hashtag (laughs) Dweral. Love it. Um, No, but I want to go back to something that Sharon D also said is like, if you want to talk about mannequins and mannequin masks, you know, we have to also talk about the dog and the wolf dog that made everybody think of Huck Mm -hmm. and, you know, the kids in the, um, what is it the wrong end of a telescope yeah there's a little bit of a connection there you know where the one was feral and pack animal and protecting its young and whatever that is but the uh, this one is more you know kind of a pet kind of safe and fed and all that stuff Mm -hmm. Mm, interesting (laughs) yeah i wonder but yeah maybe we will see that 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 again i don't know but i feel like i need to satisfy some people and go straight to the torture scene because yeah this is at the point where we are starting to see savior dwight again Mm -hmm. we do see the music blasting it's a different song and here's the thing i couldn't not find the song oh i did who sings the song the
1: song is called yesterday tomorrow and today by little david wilkins uh the lyrics that we hear in the episode are wake up each morning with your sweet kiss on my mind early morning sun shining through uh and then he there's another line but Dw- this is the moment that dwight says turn it off <laughs> Um, and then we just, but it's the, light, uh, warm, summer breeze,
2: but it's the, it's the starlight in the morning lyric though. Did you write that down
1: <laughs> early, oh, okay. morning, early morning? Uh, no, early morning sun shining through is the line
2: early morning sun shining through. I thought it said stars. It, it did,
1: but the, the captions were wrong. <laughs>
2: But well, I thought that was kind of funny. I listened though, to it. If like it was the case,
1: because I'm like that. There's it, no T in that word. They're not pronouncing a T.
2: But what if it was though, right? Okay, let's let's assume it was true, right? It would, that would be another Ouroboros reference. How like many a weird stars kind of you like
1: in the morning? There's no stars. None. In
2: the Obviously none. Are
1: was, you crazy? Exactly. <laughs> that's why it's the early morning. Sun. Although,
2: <laughs> although no, the early morning sun, you may be able to still see stars. By the way, maybe like in the like the but, butt crack of dawn. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but the star. <laughs> but the stars and the
2: moon sometimes
1: shining through yeah anyway uh, either way either way but, uh,
2: no, but, but what, what i'm saying is just to illustrate a point it's like
1: this is kind
2: of cool because there's this and that
1: yeah it, it is really cool the base, basic um basically the feel that I got from this song was about um you know lovers who are split apart and they he wakes up every morning wishing and, and hoping that his lover was there with him and you know i i, I remember your kiss you know think, things like that so it was a very um sherry Dwight song you know what I mean yeah Obviously they're reunited well, and, and, now, but not for long.
2: <laughs> it, it reminds me of that. Of that, there's that. I think there's like a many different fables in ancient lore, like where in different cultures where you know the sun and the moon are actually lovers, oh. and the only time, the only time that they get to meet really is just at the butt crack of dawn where Uh the sun is coming up and then you can still see the stars on the moon is still out and then they get to kind of just meet in this one moment for like Mm -hmm. i think it's like 70 minutes or 60 minutes i always found that like kind of that story kind of tragically and tragic Mm -hmm. and beautiful and and all that stuff sure and and, you know they get to have this cycle where you know the the sun meets the moon and then the and then the well no is that right no the (laughs) the moon meets the sun as it comes up and then the sun leaves uh, almost leaves the moon when it at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, just you just they just ships in the night, they just pass by each other.
1: Moon's constantly chasing uh, the sun,
2: yeah, and the sun's constantly chasing, chasing the moon,
1: alone, but they can't catch each other. Yep.
2: Ouroboros, yeah. again, it's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I laugh. And Sheridan says, wishing they were on Easy Street,
1: right? Oh my god, yeah, you
2: yeah. know what, that makes a lot, a lot of sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Easy, Easy Street would have been a better song to describe oh. Dwight and Sherry when she- we saw them in the last episode. <laughs> 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 actually now i want to kind of play that over that scene
1: <laughs> you know
2: like and it would be actually make kind of sense too yeah do, do,
1: do. that would be like that would just be extra sick though i mean <laughs> play that song if that song's probably it- still gotta give dwight nightmares right
2: <laughs> oh god yeah like he starts getting a stomach ache and and, and even like sherry's probably like oh, god this fucking song again <laughs> i um i'm so embarrassed for negan (laughs) playing that song
1: i laughed (laughs) i laughed so hard when um when, uh, I don't know, Prisoner Ranger, dude, I don't know what we want to call him. Prisoner Ranger uh, oh. is... Uh,
2: Driver Ranger guy? Driver
1: Ranger, you know, he's talking to Sherry and obviously Dwight's getting all pissed off and he's like, oh, you know, I'll kill you. And he's like, no, you won't. And then Dwight takes his mask off and the dude goes, jeez, I can see why you wear a mask.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it broke you out of oh what, what Dwight was actually trying to do?
1: Yeah. Yes, I just, and I almost wonder if, if, like Dwight was that shook in the moment. Like, really? oh, I, I laughed so hard, and I'm like, kill this man just for that.
0: Oh my god. <sighs>
1: Oh, I, I laughed way too hard, way too hard at that part, at that line. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> Which is it makes me wonder, like, 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 did it? Did the seriousness grab you know grapple you like, as much like the, what he was trying to do in that moment? Like, first of all, the guts yeah. thing immediately reminded me of what's his face, Austin Nichols. What was his name? In, in Spencer, that reminded me immediately of Spencer. Oh, did you okay. not feel that. Oh, you didn't feel that. Okay. No,
1: no. I just, he, I just...
2: he says the words guts. He says the words you had guts trying to. What did he say?
1: Try like. Trying trying try- take I'm us not on to, well like trying not to spill like oh, trying to not them. to talk or something something like something along those lines took a lot of guts not to speak up or something
2: right to spill your guts here's yeah. some more of them here's some more and i just thought which, which this is exactly what why i thought of spencer <laughs> the reason why he stabs him in the stomach to begin with is like oh it's like you have no guts and he's like oh there they are <laughs> whoops <laughs> like, right. i want to kind of go right. back to raleigh though the reason why i'm coming back to it is kind of like why we why we describe daryl as kind of like a yin-yang to Dwight is that one of the cool things is that you know Dwight's asshole turned to actually be a nice guy mm-hmm. and he was he was a total shit heel follower so he turns into kind of like whom we see who you, whom you would maybe even describe as he comes down the steps as a nice guy leader you know toasting to everybody saying yeah. I say after we did this thing like after the Swati capture like after this thing we're friends like what the fuck this is like night and day <laughs> and he was like a shit heel follower before and this is kind of like okay and this is what Dwight produced this is the result this is like you know if, if Dwight hadn't done this this and that and decided to go on this path and you know sherry and being the man to be proud of blah 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 and even raleigh acknowledges this you know and you have to also remember raleigh actually tried to burn dwight's letters too
1: mm-hmm.
2: back in season 5 and yet here we are raleigh and sherry are actually working together it's, it's absolutely fucking crazy.
1: I love that, that Raleigh's talking about Dwight, um, to Sherry too, without even knowing who he is or what their connection is. Cause he, he looks at Sherry and says this, you know, this is the guy that saved my life. And she's like, oh, you did, you know, you did that. So obviously he's telling stories about what Dwight did. Which
2: actually makes me think of another thing really quickly, because this Ranger driver guy,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> I did everything to try I... and find out who he was.
2: <laughs> right. Reg, maybe. Who knows? But, like, Ranger Driver guy um, <laughs> mentions part of the reason why he mentions the burnt face, and he goes, Oh, you're the chess guy, the chess piece guy, right? Yeah.
1: The guy with the... Thank you. I was going to ask about that because I don't remember that.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. So, in the videos, in Althea's videos, the promo video for the gang about helping them and helping others and all that stuff and finding them more about themselves and all that stuff, mm-hmm. Dwight is painting, is back to painting. Well, he's actually playing chess with Dan. Okay. And Charity's saying it too. Dwight and Daniel are playing chess. One of the th- interesting things okay. is the guys, the guy says specifically the chess pieces guy choice words because Dwight makes his own chess pieces. One. How do we know that? Well, as a matter of fact, in the walking dead, part of the reason why, Dwight is caught as the mole by Eugene is because of the red paint on the backpack that they find and the paint on Dwight's hands as he's painting the chess pieces red. Mm -hmm. Nice little callback, which makes you think like the seasons, like it is, it's still like, it's like the seasons of change. Like instead of now being the mole, he's actually being the dick and he's kind of being Raleigh's asshole right now, (laughs) Right, which I thought was kind of ironic, you know? And I think at that moment where he's grilling Ranger Driver guy, it's the first time that it dawns on Sherry that he's starting to act like he was maybe even worse with Negan. Like, like Dwight didn't really even talk that much when he was with Negan. He kind of just obeyed. Yeah. Didn't really yell. Didn't have to do anything. Just kind of did his thing. Mm-hmm. I, I also wanted to. I don't. It's not even that funny. I was going to say, oh, the way they took out the antenna on Swati. I just thought it was at first my on my first watch. Of course, I'm delirious. I'm like, that's so fucking hilarious. They just kind of like. I, I noticed. <laughs> I definitely pah. noted it.
1: That was the first thing they did. Right, take. <laughs> Step one, take out communications. Step two,
2: but it was the w- it was the way out. that it was done. That was the thing. The way that it was done was just like he just like <laughs> just swatted at it, and the whole this thick cabled antenna just <laughs> fell down. <laughs> I Just thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Ultimately, Sharon D., that's the side that Dwight does go up. So why didn't they start on that side? Good question. Well,
2: yeah. they, first of all, one to distract them so that Austin could take the the right side. Two to spend some of the ammo. Get you know, okay. but you know, it's We're like trying. if you're if you're on both sides, and there's three people on one side, and there's one on the other. Who are you going to focus on? These guys, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. three people. So,
1: I thought it was absolutely genius, and I love the way Al's telling everybody like where exactly these guns are going to fire and how to stay out of the line. You know what I mean? I I thought that was great. I'm like, yeah, of course she knows. She made it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I made it the best, right, hey,
1: I love, yeah, and I love how Ozzy even says to her too. He's like, well, how do how do you know all this? And she's like, uh, because it's my Mrap.
2: <laughs> I'm ga- I'm so embarrassed for you, Ozzy. I'm just going to keep. Bringing that voice back. You captured me, and now I have the information. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Nobody wears seatbelts. I thought that was notable. Nobody wears sweet seatbelts in TV shows. Nobody does. No. So no. Awesome. so so Dwight can just kick drive a Ranger guy out of the car just very easily apparently.
1: And the door was open. I thought that was straight. Yeah. Like the door was just swinging open.
2: <laughs> well, let's let's remember one thing. Uh, was it was it either Luciana or Al- Alicia? Uh, you know, uh, had that RPG <laughs> in it, Swati, in the door by. It open, the doors never worked right ever since. Guys, come on.
1: Okay, I'll take your word. I don't. I no. don't remember what you're what you're referring to, but I but I believe it.
2: I'm just I'm just kidding. It could be the case. It might not be the case. But I I'll thought that's it. that could be an interesting callback if that was the case. So yeah,
1: I'll allow it. Makes sense.
2: There was a point that I was gonna make though. I'm sorry. Okay. So part of the thing is that driver ranger guy actually saw the videos. But what I wanted to ask was if so many people saw these videos. So first of all, Ginny's rangers have all seen these videos that uh, uh, yeah. Morgan and crew made right
0: Uh, but i
2: mean at least at least isaac like you've said it's it's gotten around Mm -hmm. and so what i want to know is how does sherry not see this video and it's maybe the minorest of minor bones to pick but i just wonder right
1: well think about who okay i wish i wish we knew exactly the other mention of the videos in the in this episode because so Mm -hmm. far so far the people who have seen the videos are rangers or ex-rangers like like nisa said Mm -hmm. jenny might have had a movie night and showed everybody. Um, Uh, She had a live watch on Zoom. Right. Right? So, um, you know, Sherry might not know because Ginny probably drove around and scooped up all these tapes, right? Ginny now is in possession of all these tapes. And so her rangers know about Mm. it, but nobody else might. That's
2: interesting. Wow. And the very thing that might be the salvation for everybody living behind Ginny's walls is still at- In the wall. And, you know, yeah, that's interesting too, because, and you have to remember, they also used that footage to create the- their own video. They use their footage to create their own video to others to actually recruit people to Ginny's colonies, which I thought was interesting. Also, oh,
1: oh, okay, Ginny, Ginny's video. You mean
2: yeah? Yes. They actually use their words, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. make her video look way better. You know, <laughs> yeah. Gin- Ginny made an edit. Nisa says, okay, um, perfect. So,
1: so I, I wanted to ask you because I I couldn't I could not make this out. Um, is is Ranger swatty driver dead?
2: Ranger driver guy. Okay, so that's the thing. Is he dead? I was wondering that my, I was wondering that myself at the end of the episode when you see the walkers you know fake walker Althea fake walker Dwight you do see a close up of some walkers that are discarded at the mm-hmm. front like a, like in the foreground as they walk away and walk around and all that stuff yeah. I wasn't sure either I that was the big question if anybody has any idea of that if anybody has any opinions on that I have a I look I have a 4K 3K screen sorry mm-hmm. so I can see certain details but I
1: I, I wasn't 100% certain see I was I was confused used um so when Sherry tells Ozzy, you know, lock Dwight up, he's not coming with us because I don't want him turning back into this guy. Um, we see Al already in that room and she's actually kneeling down by the driver's head. And I can't, I can't tell what she's doing. If she's like check, checking to see if he's alive <laughs> or I mean, she didn't have, it didn't look like she had a weapon in her hand, but, but he didn't really look like he was moving either.
2: Well, the first thing they say in the scene is that he's still out pulled. Okay. Ranger guy. That
1: what? okay. I missed that line. So he is still alive. So not dead. That- point anyway
2: yeah but then at the uh, end i'm wondering when you see all those bodies who maybe. are they
1: um is him Ooh.
2: yeah maybe I, I don't know but he could be used later i don't know
1: yeah i agree with nisa I, it's not gonna be wise to let him go i don't i don't think they let him mm. go i don't either i don't either no
2: i don't think so either there's just no way
1: sharon D says i think they mentioned him later they say something about they took off with the other driver i thought they meant sherry i thought they were talking about sherry taking off with ozzy and raleigh i guess and the other other masked crew.
2: Masked mannequin. Well, <laughs> Virginia's outcast is what I've been calling them. I really want to call them mannequin masks.
1: Okay, okay. So Sherry, Raleigh, Ozzy took the driver with them. Okay, all right. Right, right. Okay.
2: Which again could just mean that, you know. <laughs> Took off and then just let us run. I don't know. It, I, it I don't happen. see
1: Sherry doing that though, right? I mean, she seemed pretty appalled that that Dwight was going to let the dog rip him apart, which I'm shocked at. I kind of expected to see a more hardcore Sherry when we met back up with her.
2: Well, no, this is this is this is going to be the interesting part. I think Sherry Sherry is not happy that Dwight is turning into this person. I don't think Sherry has those same reservations. I think there's something about Dwight coming. Yeah, okay. because what does she say at the end? You have to make it so hard. Mm -hmm. where it was easy before for her. I mean, she killed a man one of the letters that that I read in the beginning was, I killed a man. I don't, I don't want you to follow me anymore. I'm going down a place you cannot follow. Mm -hmm. I actually remember saying this Mm -hmm. when we were covering it last year, when, when John actually gives him the letter, finally, you know, after holding it back, she says, this is who I am now. So, so she wasn't like,
1: she wasn't worried about, you know, the victim. She, she was worried about Dwight and what that action would do to Dwight.
2: Right. And and the weird, Short short sightedness of, of everything is that Dwight wanted for Sherry what Sherry wanted for Dwight. Mm-hmm. You know, they both, the big thing about Dwight being at the sanctuary was, you know, I'll do all the dirty work, the hard work, the killing, the, the whatever it need, I need to do to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, you are Negan's essentially wife, <laughs> but you don't have to do any of that killing stuff, that cruel stuff, the things that make you not be able to sleep at night, mm-hmm. the things that I think about when I touch my face, you know, every now and again. Right? It was, it's a left side, actually. And at the end of the day, now Sherry's like, no, no, no. I want you to continue on, on this path of being you, of who you are, what you are meant to be in this moment, you know, while I do the dirty work, while I become the person that keeps you safe, that keeps your heart safe.
1: I felt like I heard some regret in her voice too. And during that scene specifically, when um, she's talking about, she says, um, you know, I had a hundred opportunities to do something about, about Negan. She's talking about being back with Negan. I had a hundred opportunities, you know, to do something. Um, so this, this is maybe now her, her taking charge saying, you know, like you, like you just said, you know, Hey Dwight, you know, take, take a seat. You don't have to get your hands dirty anymore. I got this. I, I failed before where I had a chance and I'm not going to fail again. I'll, I'll get my hands dirty this time around, but Dwight want her to.
2: Right. Right. And that's, that's the, that's what's really crazy about that is that like, when you see this from Sherry, there's, you are, are you, do you feel the same way as I do is like how sad that is that she's stuck? I mean, think yeah. of the like this is why I mentioned at the beginning of the episode imagine these two people doing the same thing one is running towards or sorry one both of them are running away and you know Sherry is leaving notes thinking absentmindedly hopefully Dwight is alive and mm-hmm. will follow right mm-hmm. And, and and Dwight's thinking the same thing as he's following the clues. Like, okay, I don't know where this trail ends, you know, and it does end with that letter where she cuts off communications and, you yep. know, then he's just working on a woman of prayer. But both of these pe- people ended up in different spots. I don't even know if I mentioned this fully in the show, which was like how interesting it is that Sherry ended up being Dwight, ended up being exactly what Dwight wasn't supposed to, be, you know, was trying to move away from. And then at the end of the day, Dwight is the very person he wanted to become, or he wanted to try to at least become become to be ready for sherry Mm -hmm. they both took different paths you know i killed a man i'm going somewhere where you cannot follow you know where i don't want you to follow and so sherry also says so john there's some john parallels he's willing to give up his morals and ethics to have june much like Dwight was willing to give up the person he has he has become for sherry and he says i felt so bad for her because this episode showed how traumatized she still is because of negan i kept and i kept mentioning in my notes she's trying to go after virgin negan i mean negan virgin virginia Virgin Negan. I think um, you're absolutely she-
1: right. I mean, you see that struggle um, when she's in the Swati, and 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 Dwight's there trying to stop her, and she says he can't get away with it. Like she's back in the sanctuary. He can't. You know, somebody has to stop him. He can't keep getting away with yeah. it. And I'm thinking, who's yeah. he? I mean, obviously, yeah. She's talking about Negan, but I mean, she is there. She's mentally back in the sanctuary. That was ugh. Yeah. That broke my heart once I realized what you know what kind of state of mind she was in.
2: Right. And at the end of the day, who does? A lot of that is brought up like tenfold. Like Dwight is merely the catalyst of things she's already been thinking of. Sure. But when Dwight comes back, it's like now it's all she can think of. When she sees Dwight, she automatically thinks of Negan. Well, yeah. And like, but I, I wanted to finish Sherry's thought, which was you know on the John parallel about maybe giving up his ethics just to kind of be you know to have June again. Yeah. You know, she says mirror it mirrors June because she was worried that John would find out that she wasn't the person she fell in love with. Yeah. So Sherry, in some respects, also mirrors June.
1: Yeah. This is a common thread between all the couples. That we see on this show so far. I mean, Morgan and Grace, Dwight and Sherry, John and June, it loosely, loosely, Alicia and Strand, very loosely. They're, you know, they're not Aww, in a that's relationship. Sweet. Well, they're not in a relationship, but they still have, you know, they still want to, well, Strand says anyway that he wants to be someone that Alicia can look in the eye, you know, or well,
0: yeah.
2: he can well, look the eye. The closest thing to a, yeah, there's like this closest thing to like a Daryl Carroll relationship that you there can you have go. on, you know? Yeah. yeah. I
1: don't see anything romantic <laughs> between those two. But there's definitely a, a, you know, a deeper bond. Transformations, you know, being who we are has definitely been a, a reoccurring theme all season long. Who are you? Who are you going to be? Who did we used to be? Who do you want to be? That's, yeah. Right. Definitely been a and, and screaming neon sign this whole this whole season.
2: <laughs> and then calling back to who you used to be only to change into something that you've never been before that resembles both, you know, all the totality of who you've ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not just transformations like into something else it is but it's still like i appear to be who i used to be but i still am that person who changed
1: Mm -hmm. it's a big change it's a
2: big 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 change
1: i'm the person who's gone through the transformation and here i am you know i was this i was that now here i am metamorphosis perfect way to yes exactly Sharon,
2: yes yeah yeah but but metaphor metamorphosis into into something that resembles who i once was but retains the lessons i learned to get to where i am but also now, but I'm also something completely different. That's which is it's weird mm-hmm. because it's like, well, cause you're- who does that person? Who does that person become? What does that person look like? Even though it resembles who you once were, has the lessons of today. Mm-hmm. Who does that become? How does that translate to the real world? Right.
1: Yeah, that's what we're that's what we're watching now. You know, who are right. all these people now? They're all going to be beautiful yeah. butterflies. That's right. That's right. They're all going yeah, to be heavy feel like, shit right now.
2: <laughs> and I feel like this is this is the perfect way, the perfect perfect opportunity to just drop in. What was Sherry's? What what were the words for Sherry's promo for this season? And you know, those, those promos where it it blurs into the p- the person, and then in the back there's red letters. Oh, like, like
1: when Morgan oh, is like the past is dead, or the
2: past is okay. dead. Or you're dealing with somebody else now uh-huh. or like alicia alicia it says i can take care of myself but sherry's is this is the only way
1: oh okay
2: yeah so i, I don't know that I was i've seen those teen.
1: those posters the only ones i've seen are um different well, they're
2: not posters they're, they're videos oh. they're video promos
1: oh i definitely haven't seen them then i've only seen the images of their faces that says the past is dead but it says it over yeah. everybody's face
2: the video promos each person says something different you can actually see the beginning of that in our intro sequence it's it's like yeah. 10 seconds long, but you, you'll see the blur in okay. and all that stuff. Sharon saying she's a freaking Mandalorian. This is the way. Okay. No, she says, uh, actually, actually, she says, this is the only way. So, the
0: only way. okay. <laughs>
2: No, the reason why I mentioned that is because it goes back to the title sequence. This is why I was so adamant about the title sequence and it being both of them, uh, is that do you think, and this is a question finally, do you think Sherry will find her way back to Dwight? She will catch up to him, let's say.
1: Oh, man.
2: What you feel by the end of the episode, let's say. Well. This question goes to you guys, too. (laughs)
1: I, as a, as a viewer, I want to see that. Yes. I want to see the other side of this, right? We saw Dwight and his journey catching up to Sherry. So now as a viewer, I want to see Sherry catching up to Dwight. I want to see that. Right Where,
2: Now put your squawking dead hat. Right,
1: now do I, now <clears throat> do I think that's going to happen? Mm. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Do I think that's going to happen? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to play it out in my head and see if killing Sherry off would have a bigger impact or a better impact to move Dwight in the direction he needs to go. I don't know.
2: Or story-wise, what's more effective? Exactly. Okay. Yes. And, yeah. And what, what that means, it doesn't mean good or bad. It's just what makes a better story? Right. <laughs> right. Sherry so, dying?
1: I want to see Sherry go- catch up to Dwight, yes. But is that going to be good for... For the story. I don't
2: know. Right, and then I'm also wondering a whole other thing too, because you can you can hem and haw about whether they'll get back together or whether they'll stay apart or mm-hmm. die or whatever. <laughs> My thing is, I I think what makes something's interesting is that part of what I maybe have seen, and yes, there could be a return, and it might be too late, and she might die. But I'm also wondering if they just don't split. You know, what I mean, what would a divorce look like in the apocalypse? Right. Yeah. And and I wonder if like when Sherry tells him to go because Sherry's the one to tell him to go. Dwight mm-hmm. doesn't magnanimously go. I know you're not ready you're here for this but you know when you're ready you can come no Sherry's the one that says "Uh, fuck (laughs) off I don't want you here and so what I think is interesting is that I wonder if Sherry in that moment is thinking I'm not good for you because you being in my life turns you into something else and maybe it's me like I wondered sometimes whether Dwight acted the way he did because Sherry encouraged him to be that way this is something that we actually talked about in season 7 I mean we didn't have a podcast in season 7 but we thought yeah
1: no I think that's what she but
2: but even we thought we even thought like in season seven you know she's smoking the cigarettes in the hallways that she mm-hmm. is driving this bus right in mm-hmm. a weird way
1: yes yeah she was she definitely had a commanding lead in that in the conversation of that hallway oh yes please thank you um yeah i i saw what you're saying you know Dw- i can't be around dwight because it's not good for him and i also like what um nisa saying she is still very much traumatized um over what happened with negan and i think seeing Dwight brought all that back and I don't know if that's something she's gonna be able to get past right every time you see Dwight you think of Negan kind kind of like what John's going through with June right now right every time he looks at June he's gonna think of Janice Sherry might be thinking look I'm not good for you and you're not good for me right now either I don't know if it'll always be that way but right now yeah they're kind of toxic for each other
2: yeah like talk about tainted relationships though I mean we have it's like a return here It's like we're, we're in the same spot as before but you know I kind Kind of makes me want to go back to, you know, first of all, like some of these callbacks, like Morgan actually saying out loud, hey, you know, I don't die, Dwight, right? Right,
1: yes. but I love that. Which I, I, which
2: I, that, which that. I smiled. I smiled at a hardcore smile at that. Like, I wasn't even laughing. I was just like, oh.
1: Cheesy so grin. Sweet. It's kind of cute.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love I that. did the same cheesy grin as Morgan's been doing throughout this episode. But... <laughs> not quite. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, not not quite. When it happens, though, oh baby, will we go into it? And yes, I will play a clip. I promise you, I'll play a clip of <laughs> Morgan. So. I love it but there's something very important we need to go through because it's a huge ass callback okay back to season five and uh dwight mm. having been indoctrinated himself into this idea that we have to strike virginia now we have to take her out now and you know obviously doing this for sherry more than he is doing it for his friends at this point not, not even doing it for sherry's safety because obviously sherry isn't even involved in this whole thing you know he's doing it to make her happy and that's it and that's scary <laughs> but he has it out with morgan and sherry in this 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 is like the moment, the literally the moment where Sherry sent wants him to stop, and Morgan gets the whole interrogation thing to stop with his axe, his bow axe. Um (laughs) and then Dwight Dwight leaves the scene, has a conversation with Morgan on the side, says, Dude, you're right is what got us here in the first place, Morgan. And this this call back calls back the exact conversation they had last year in season five. And Dwight says, you know, Dwight says in that conversation, that's right, but see, I've already been on the wrong side of taking taking what people need. You know that. Like he's talking about Virginia, you know, taking what people need. Uh you turn off your conscience, your heart when that happens it's harder to turn to turn back on so so now we're just gonna have to live our lives looking over our shoulders tell me please how this is going to end with them Morgan goes I have faith in people in everybody I have to we're just getting to know each other and I already have faith in you Dwight if they come at us we redirect we try and make something other than a fight Dwight says we need a little bit more than that <laughs> Morgan goes I think you said it we're not doing careful we're doing right and so oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but we come back to that very conversation because I want to bring you back down to when they, when they Sherry's deciding, fuck these guys, they're about to take out Swati, our only means of kind of striking back. You know, the TNT trying to say, I lied about taking out Swati. Like, you could literally burn that shit down. <laughs> like or, or at least take out its steering column. They take in Morgan, they take in Althea, they're in binds, and then Sherry drops a bomb on Dwight saying, you cannot be a part of this. It's not like, I know you're not committed, but I don't want you to go down this path because you've worked so hard to be a better man. This is, I'm translating, right? So he, she locks him up as well with driver ranger guy and morgan has the talk i spent so long this is his response to him because he's a shit you know because one of the things that dwight says at the end of the spiel is that you would do the same thing for grace and i think part of that's right and part of that's wrong part of what's right is that he would do the same thing for grace if she asked i think part of what's wrong is that grace would never ask I don't think, right. in my opinion. Right.
1: Grace would
2: <laughs> he's like Yeah. But Grace would never Martin do that, that to him.
1: If she did, he'd he, he, would. he would. And that's why he that's why he says shit. He knows <laughs> yeah,
2: Dwight. Exactly.
1: Right? He knows Dwight's <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Jeremy says something tells me we're going to lose Swatty this season. And Anissa says, I thought exactly the same. What what's interesting about that is how with all the references going back to season eight and season seven and all that, I remember clearly in season eight, that first episode, how the RV came back. Finally, this is the same RV that, that, you know you have in the top of season seven just after they did the uh, the execution scene of Glenn and Abraham this is the same RV that was in the beginning of the series I mean probably not the same but like the representation of this, this vehicle that takes them everywhere that takes them to these different places and you know and then like I remember in that first episode of season eight how like I, I wrote rip RV because they it was the thing they used to bust into the front doors and, and use the RV to kind of like wreck their walls and I'm wondering if Swati gets the same kind of treatment like Swati's you Used to carry like a t- shit ton of explosives on, on its chassis and used to take out Virginia's walls or something, some sort of fortif- fortification or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like going out the same way the RV, the idea of the RV went out. Yeah. Yeah. I like how these two things come around too, though. Like Dwight having the conversation with Morgan and then Morgan having the conversation back. But the, the, the idea that I spent so long thinking my way was the only way. Yeah. I didn't realize the trouble I was causing me or any of you. And this is something that I said earlier that like, I feel like more. Morgan is going through this change because he realizes, at least finally, that Morgan sometimes gets stuck on this one idea, and then he gets thrown off, and then he always tries to come back again to that idea, and he gets thrown off again, realizes finally after being so stubborn that, oh, I should be looking at this instead of focusing too much on this idea that I think I'm right about. Mm -hmm. And now we're here we are again. I spent so long thinking my way is the only way. I didn't realize the trouble it was causing me or any of you. Was was it different, Althea? I didn't realize I needed to change until it was almost too late. And that's interesting because Dwight says me and you both now you take that and you bring it back to Sherry and what he says about Sherry is that like he says specifically she needs to find her own way just like I did just like you had to figure out how you want who the person you wanted to be when it's all said and done the person that you could be looked into in the face and be proud of and Morgan took long you know it took a really really goddamn long time hmm? we actually have to go back to talking about the mannequin mask people apparently these are virginia's outcasts now what we had assumed was that the end of the beginning people were the mannequin mask people again subverting our expectations leading us down a garden path and we find out so a couple things one the mannequin mask people are virginia's outcasts so they are literally ex-rangers or ex-people who lived in her settlements rejected were about to send to be death
1: seems not good enough.
2: right and then you know people who would have otherwise died. Fine. So it's not a situation where Raleigh kicks his brother out (laughs) and the death... (laughs) And the death cult and all that stuff. So they have nothing to do with each other. So apparently this Walter guy has everything to do with directly, which makes it easier actually, which directly has to do with this death cult people who the death cult people hired Emil to kill. And, and, and Walter has nothing to do with Ginny. Apparently, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a thread. I don't know. But the end of the, the end is the beginning people. The death cult people do not know anything about Ginny. Whereas the mannequin mm-hmm. mask people know everything about Ginny and want her dead. So for all the things that are really, really complicated about this season, like these people, at least the general geography and who wants to kill who is pretty clear. <laughs> is clearing up, except for yes. Dakota, which we don't really know. To we think she's great, but I don't know. <laughs> we're no. we're very suspicious people. We're ba- basically I am more about Dakota being an evil something because we don't know anything about her than I was about
1: Charlie. Charlie showed her colors right away. You know, we knew. We kind of knew what Charlie... Well, that's not necessarily true. So Charlie was a sneaky little bitch, too. Sneaking yeah. into the, to the field and... Oh, help me. I'm, well, but you... really, I'm going to... Bring everyone
2: here. You want to talk about mirror images though, right? Because Dakota is seemingly starting off to be less standoffish. She's like into it. She's very vocal. She's Charlie, very silent, but people want mm-hmm. to care for her because it's Charlie. She's just a little girl. She lost her family in the nearby town, whatever. Right. There's this weird. And how, how interesting is it that Dakota is the one to save Charlie? It's just like, oh, we have to mm-hmm. trust her now because she, she saved the one character we really hated before. <laughs> <laughs> however wouldn't wouldn't it be something that like you know dakota is actually way 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 worse than charlie could have ever imagined herself being you know and yeah. but but speaking of charlie i've got something very very big when raleigh says virginia ain't with them he is standing around waiting for you know uh, i was gonna say oh, austin yeah. waiting for dwight and now to get a <laughs> show you know after radioing they like where the fuck are you right, anyway, so yeah. dwight says to sherry you know after this didn't work out right you know you had to make it hard but like she says well before he says she says you have to make it hard and they walk away she goes it's he goes it's not going to work out the way you think it's going to and I thought to myself I've said I've said these words on this show so many times and it and specifically and this is like a big moment for me Morgan says this exactly to Nick before he dies he says this you know they're both sitting together they're talking about karate and he's like oh no it's not karate it's Aikido and and (laughs) he gives him the Morihai Ueshiba the art of peace you know and Nick's thumbing through it and you know he's like wondering you know exactly the art of peace good for you 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 got it nice so he's like saying you know you, they have to pay that this and that blah, blah blah they you know for what they did my mom etc and he just tells him it's not going to go the way you think and he sees Ennis's El Camino he's like you know whatever he sees Ennis's El Camino and he's like I have to go after it Ennis goes into the silo he's putting some things away he's like squirreling some things away this is again after the fall you have to remember we're in the present now it's dark it's blue and all that stuff it's gray Nick kills Ennis and you know Morgan doesn't follow you know I'll let you. It's kind of like the Silas thing. I won't. Fall, I won't stop you. But anyway, yeah. Or the Carol thing, or whatever. I won't stop you. <laughs> and reminding Alicia that I should have gone after him, but now I'm gonna go after you. You know that sort of thing. But yeah, he says it's not gonna go. And then what? What happens after he kills Ennis? Charlie shoots him. It's not gonna go the way you think it is because these things have consequence. Going back to more what Morgan says, you know, and Dwight saying me too. You know, these like old reflections of their old self. Like you know, when you say my way is the only way, and you have to, you know, you are gonna have to. End end up living with those consequences. Like Alicia committing to going after everybody that was involved in the fall, maybe, and maybe even associated with the fall, killing Mel, killing the vultures. You know, if your way is the only way, you're going to have to live with those consequences because eventually Dwight saw how all that war finished, how it ended. And Rick sparing Negan and saying, it can't always be about this back and forth. You know, Morgan even says in this episode, and this was what what really kind of just drove it home. And I was just like, shit. Well, he's, well, Sherry says still about virgin egan she says if one life controls so many others morgan cuts her off and says we're all gonna have to do things we might we might not have done before but i've been through a war that took too long to end and took too many lives and so was your husband our friends are still inside virginia's communities i'm sure you got people that you care about who are there too if you strike and it doesn't break your way you'll be putting them in a lot of danger and it's like it's like alicia it's like dwight it's it's sometimes like daryl or sometimes like carol like sometimes when you're just too focused on it has to be my way it has be my plan it has to work and if it doesn't like felix they have to be alive <laughs> okay no right. but like but if you get too stuck, man morgan morgan was stuck on redirection on not killing people etc you know like seeing the best in people and doing your best to make the impossible possible well you know sometimes that shit doesn't work
1: out it was really nice to hear morgan admit that too i can't yeah. think of too many times where morgan admit admits that his way is not the only way or or his decision was a wrong
2: one sharon says it exactly right it was like you know, which led to my favorite line oh. of the first half oh. of season four, I stepped aside for your brother. This is talking to Alicia, Morgan talking to, Alicia. I, will to not, Alicia. I will not step aside for you, yeah. Like one of the coolest things about all of this is like, you know, when it's all said and done, and we actually take a look at Morgan for just a half a second, just to give you a little bomb at one of <laughs> one of Althea's first lines to him when she, you know, she's finally released. And yes! she's like it's my, it's my swatty. Okay, bye. Okay. I'm so embarrassed for you, Ozzy. Yeah. So then you see in the next scene, you realize I'm gonna have to interview you about that weapon. Oh, sorry. Right. You're gonna. I'm gonna have to interview about that. Now, was like thinking the weapon, the outfit, both? <laughs>
1: Right,
2: and she's like, right. Um, it probably probably said, both.
1: I think you know the the weapon is most n- noticeable, but yeah, probably both.
2: Yeah, but Demi- <laughs> I think Demetrius Gross wears it better. But <laughs> but anyway, because um, it does look a little it's, it's good. A little- yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks a little goofy on Morgan. That- uh, Morgan says, y- "You can ask me whatever you want once we get settled." And again, I I love this idea of not hesitating with Jenny and Dwayne, not holding back from smiling, not holding back from going, <laughs> and, 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 and like not holding back from like uh, saying what's on his mind and how he feels. And then yeah. to top it on, uh, top it all off, like the idea of him, like, oh, I'll I'll tape whatever you want. I'm Morgan Jones, version sixteen point zero. Yeah, oh, okay. Now I we're going to get... The
1: same- Thing. so I, I I'm pretty sure Rufus is with Rachel and baby Morgan
2: yeah yeah protecting yeah. the bloodhounds protecting the gang or maybe he maybe he left field. him at humbug's Gulch this is the other thing that I was wondering about was like because he was on his way to humbug's Gulch now how what what happened there what is he doing does he have the scent does he not have the scent oh no was he on his way to yeah he was on his way to humbug's he Gulch was. Yep. so I wonder what got him to stop it's very interesting. well he
1: got he got t-boned by the spray painters
2: oh that's right the end is right the end is the beginning guys and he made Maybe he was on foot from here on. And then if he was, oh man, I don't know. So there is a little bit of a gap.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true, and we don't see the vehicle again because he, he's on horseback when we see him. Although that's I don't right. think that crash would have totaled his car, especially considering they hit the back end of his car. He should have been fine.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing.
1: Unless the axle was fucked up, well, that yeah. Back
2: tire was up. I mean, you could you yeah. do what you can. It's not like you're gonna get stuck in traffic or like even <laughs> if the axle does does fall off, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. There's nothing around for miles. It's Texas. Right. It's flat. <laughs> yeah, you know, we do see at the end of, uh, end of the episode, Nor and Lee again, the office dwellers. Um, you know, Dwight and Althea and Morgan take them to Morgan's safe. Damn place. And I thought that was kind of cool. They are now they're (laughs) finally preparing this place, making it safe. Morgan warns them. "Uh, It needs a lot of work. Right. But you know, they're in a better place. they are not in a, put in a vulnerable position. You know, I just think that that might actually bear fruit. This is kind of like building convoy again in this weird way. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. But, but they're staying put this time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't move floors. You're fine. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. No, I like it. And I like the, you know, the idea that that the community is getting bigger and by the time morgan does round everybody up you know there's really gonna be a home to go to
2: yeah maybe yeah and you know it's funny for all the jokes everything works out Well, for all the funnies that we were making about how the mid-season premiere with Althea's tapes in season five, uh, like that, you know, the first episode when we came back, episode nine last year was like, it feels like more of like an office, the office, mm-hmm. like how they mm. were going back and forth. There was like interviews and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, and here we are with people who lived in an office and I feel like we're rife for office jokes <laughs> or maybe That's like funny. Althea tapes. So I, I, <laughs> I hope they play with that. I just, there's something funny <laughs> about that idea that maybe they go through with that. Um, that is funny. And share. And he says that's what she said <laughs> it is it is what she said what do you mean <laughs> I did want to say one thing about Raleigh. I was actually hoping he'd be more shocked with Dwight. Because for all the growth that it seems like, this is just from observation that Raleigh's been through, it's almost as if Dwight is is Raleigh's asshole. But
1: it's a, it's all about perspective. We've always said that about this show. I mean, if we started this show with somebody else as our hero, it would, you know, the people we think are heroes might not be. Oh, Raleigh and Sarah. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I mean. I'm here now for that. Now that. that Raleigh's cute. Yeah, right? Oh <laughs> Take a shower God. he's looking good
2: took like a shower he's all groomed you know like his hair I is kinda, cut i kind of
1: i kind of got the impression sarah wasn't straight
2: oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> are you genderizing Sarah? no i i'm just just kidding
1: just an impression i got from the character i guess
2: yeah i guess i guess i mean she really has not made that
1: clear but i i I don't know or maybe she has people don't introduce themselves with by their sexual orientation so who knows oh 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 okay says i I didn't necessarily mean to hook up in that sense just you know together again yeah in a truck yeah, trying to say
2: Mo Moe she mo says she's asexual.
1: I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe so we'll, so maybe. uh not Mo. Sarah and uh Daryl, they understand each other. Yeah,
2: exactly. Quite well. In fact, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: I don't know, maybe, no, I like can, it. maybe I'm, she I'm is it. Uh, I don't
2: know. Maybe she isn't now that, I I can see her liking guys though, to be honest.
1: I, I mean I, I can see it going either way, to be totally honest, but I don't know. You know, now that now that Raleigh's not an asshole anymore, maybe maybe they'll give us some a few little chuckle scenes between Sarah and Raleigh. That oh, would I, be fun. I, I, would am like, I so
2: i'm so into yeah. that but then again we haven't That's seen sarah it. yet that makes me nervous
1: or grace for that matter
2: <laughs> grace i'm less worried about for some reason i feel like, really i feel like virginia and the idea of the key to the future babies might be the key to the future do you know what i mean? I don't
1: know i I don't see Ginny tolerating babies or pregnant women.
2: I still, well, no. This would go. The thing is, is like I see what you're saying in terms of usefulness, but in terms right. of wh- what is this all for, if not for children? And so, future. do you know what I mean? Mm. So, literally, yeah,
1: right. That ha- I mean, babies mm. have to come into play. You, you, you don't have a future if you don't have the next generation to continue it on. But yeah, I don't know I, Otherwise, none yeah. of the,
2: none of what you're doing makes sense at all. Right. You know, and so right, I feel, I feel like. Far like grace has the immunity idol on this one no matter how <laughs> how virginia probably feels about babies what is this yeah, for hopefully,
1: right hopefully hopefully oh Sharon, sarah's in the next episode
2: Sharon is saying sarah's sarah's in the next episode so
1: fine.
2: <laughs> yes. i bet you her background is yellow just some just for fun just yellow, yellow fun you know
1: we haven't seen yellow we've seen what three different shades of blue <laughs> red and green yes.
2: actually yes <laughs> um red no but green yes yeah green. and so yeah yellow would probably make sense for next week yeah, they're all primary
1: colors. Like, well, green's not technically, but partially. you know, close enough. Close
2: R- enough. Uh, what was it CMYK? Yeah, uh cyan, magenta, yellow. it's K again? Kelvin? Yeah, I think it's temperature. Mm-hmm.
1: Kelvin is what uh, what whatever. It,
2: it, it's the it's the different palette colors. CMYK, RGB.
1: Oh, oh, okay. PRPBPY,
2: uh, like whatever. Luminance. Oh, oh, is it Sarah and Lucy, Luciana? Next week. Oh, so hold on. I think shandy's saying it's a June episode, but Sarah and Lucy, Luciana, are in it. So. The we're gonna be probably going to Tanktown, maybe.
1: I guess so I mean cool. I Hey, did you I'm guys- gonna be really irritated at the end of this season because of all of these like individual episodes. Like, I feel like we're not making any progress. I, I don't
2: I mean I don't know. I feel like we're gonna get there. But I, I feel like there's enough sinew to keep me going because of Remember what we were saying about like Morgan being the connective tissue to all these episodes? That really mm-hmm. has helped, I think, in my yes. opinion. And the fact that he's he's actually a part of this story now helps yeah. even more, by the way.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, he definitely helps, you know, keeping a timeline for it. Like, we're not seeing what everybody's doing during the same week. It's mm. like, here's what happened this week with these People. Then here's you know maybe a couple weeks later with these people and then even even farther down the timeline with these people. I mean I don't know I just
2: ugh. which by the way like know. a reference time an exact time reference was dropped that Sherry and Dwight have been together for a week at that point. Yeah,
1: well he's said a little over a week.
2: Oh, a little over a week. Yeah, exactly. So well a little you know. A
1: little- easy but yeah but But,
2: still we're jumping pretty close. we're hopping through time like in in various respects you know
1: (laughs) he also mentions that sherry's been with the with the mask with the with the people the mask people for a few months
2: oh yeah that's right you know what you made me you you got me back on track because she's been with those mask people for a few months we find out that they have been this is at the point at which morgan is taken away you know taken out of the board they are shuffled away into different camps and Mm -hmm. virginia had said right at that moment that oh she broke bread with somebody on their side mm-hmm. like she broke bread with one of our people or something like that very interesting that
1: right so and now oh, we know oh. she's with a bunch of ex-rangers
2: right so right. there could be truth that. there could be but one thing that Dwight did note um when he spoke to Morgan is that it had nothing to do with with Virginia Virginia did not have her <laughs> blah 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 I liked that there's a definitive Sherry was never with Virginia Sherry never off Sherry's offer to get him back to Virginia was false was it was, was it's, it's interesting it was, it was never an option. She was trying to trick him to get him to come along and be compliant. He never went for it. He ran away. Hurt her on the walkie. Maybe. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that they're I like that because in some respects, you think Virgi- you could take Virginia at her word. In some... Which is... It's weird that I think that way. And then John thought that way too. Like, it's one thing to get them to come comply and come along and blah, blah, blah. There's no reason for Virginia to really lie. And yet, mm-hmm. she lies. And she lies probably a lot. Now I wonder how much. And again, Mm-hmm. And it goes back to kind of like our obedience and authority thing where you will just automatically regard somebody that looks like an authority figure with some form of authority. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, why maybe I just have a crush on Colby Minifie. All
0: right, <laughs> let's move on.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening with me, but again, the breaking bread and the, it, the timeline matches up and then you find out later on nothing to do with. Perfect. One thing that people ought to know about Dwight is that Dwight was instrumental to helping Rick win all that war because he was smuggling mm-hmm. the very chess pieces that with the thing, and the chess piece and the bag and the catching the mole thing. He was smuggling maps to Rick about the sanctuary, about everything that's going on in their end, all the satellite stations and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. so that Rick has a lay of the land so that he can strike and attack. So something people ought to know who don't watch The Walking Dead, that this is what he used to do. He was the mole.
1: I love that uh, we hear Dwight talking about his escape plan, and then we see him actually doing it. I thought that was really cool, yeah.
2: (laughs) Once in the last episode, yeah, and then again, this episode. No, we we can do my plan? He's like, okay, dude. He said and that I already. It,
1: and I think it could work. I, I really think it's a great plan. But but here's the thing: how do you make sure it worked? How do you how do you make sure? How do you confirm that your plan worked? You gotta you gotta find that out, right? You have to make sure that this worked before you can just fuck off.
2: I'm gonna say this: Dwight's not the sharpest tool in the shed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it
2: by design. I'm not saying Austin's an idiot. I'm just saying
1: Dwight. Well, Dwight's a character. Yeah, Dwight. Dwight is not yeah,
2: Dwight was designed in it in a way that like okay he wasn't the smartest tool in the shed but and maybe because he was abused constantly that does something to a person but but yes yeah, so i don't think he thought that far ahead i just think and you know does okay. it it makes sense that you would want to check up on it but at the same time you can't that's the worst right, part about right it.
1: but it is a great plan it really yeah. is
2: yeah it's good thinking okay so sharoni says i want to use a tom sawyer reference now <laughs> lol <laughs> like here it is tom and hawk went back and watched their own funeral oh that's right God, do you remember the town? They had been away so long that they thought they died. And so they went, actually, they went back to watch their own funeral. I remember that. Don't. Mm-mm. This is in Tom Sawyer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But wait. What is, it, what is that in connection to? Oh, oh, she's saying this is this would be the way to uh, find out if they bought it or not. If you bury oh, okay. these bodies, good.
1: Okay. Okay. It's hard. There to, we go.
2: Thank you know, you. not your fault, Charity. When, it's hard to follow a thread when you're via text, when you're trying to connect things that we're saying out loud it's yeah if we were typing i think it would be different yeah that's how and you i think
1: like... i think dwight and sherry not sherry dwight and al would be worthy of a of a funeral much like cameron got right yeah, well
2: hmm it's very, i don't know it's very interesting that you say that because the only <laughs> official funerals that we've seen so far have been for rangers
1: mm, so true john,
2: john is the one that buries janice himself mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. maybe even against i mean would you bury a criminal in the same graveyard as rangers no no probably not no
1: i don't Ginny, i don't think Jenny had any intention of of burying Janice anywhere.
2: Well, Sherry says, or their cadaver chum. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very Mm -hmm. interesting. So, would they? I don't know. I don't know. Very yeah. interesting to think about.
1: Well, we're, Some, something to pay attention not, to. Yeah, whether or not they find out if their plan worked or not, it's still a, a genius plan. It's still really good.
2: Would, would we haven't said this in a while, but would you say it's a uh Eugenius plan?
1: Yeah, Eugenius <laughs> plan. kinda, uh, Yeah. I could I, this is something that Eugene not, would not cook really. up. But he would he would he would think it he would think in a grander scheme that like yeah. he would he would figure out how to make sure it happened and yeah. and confirm that they believed what what ha- you know he would have a bigger plan
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it would be much more elaborate but precise yes. like it'd be you know like the rube goldberg yeah. of murder plots <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean when I say that, right? Okay. Of course, your dad's a magician. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rube Goldberg's hardly
1: magic, but still well, pretty impressive.
2: Like that wonder, you know what I mean, like in the yeah. in the league of, of performance art kind of, thing. yeah, whatever. You know oh, what
1: Silas and I have made many <clears throat> Rube Goldberg machines. So.
2: Yeah. If you don't know what a Rube Goldberg machine is, just plug oh, that into Google
1: or oh, YouTube. YouTube. are so cool. So cool. Yeah, the guy's a hero. I'm going to comment on the the map sitting behind Sherry in the SWATI real quick. I want to start with a word that I think we've... seen or maybe heard or maybe I'm totally making it up, but have we seen Midkiff City uh, on another map someplace? No, um,
2: but it could be Midland.
1: Right. Yes. Midland Midland is on that map, but mm. so is Midkiff okay. and I thought for some reason, I thought I remember somebody looking at a map and that city was sort of centralized on, on the map that they were looking at. I, I could be totally wrong, but it's just an odd word that kind stuck in my head. It,
2: it could be the map on, on the wall in Paradise Ridge when we first kind of meet James any?
1: Um, I don't know. The The image I have in my head is somebody holding a map. Like somebody was holding a map and they were looking at it. And I remember seeing Midkiff kiff okay. on in- the map. And I, and I just thought it was a really strange word. Okay. It appears that Jenny's keys are located in Grand Falls, uh, Odessa slash Andrews area. Because that one's a larger key. So this end of the key is in Andrews. The bottom of the key lands in Odessa okay. slash so, Midland slash so Midland.
2: It's like Andrews Air Force Base kind of thing yes
1: possibly some of these keys are longer so i i took you know this area and this area also there's a key over stanton garden city sterling city uh there's another larger key that stretches from big lake to ozona
0: oh okay there's a
1: larger key that stretches from eden to menard okay there's a smaller key over ballinger (laughs) <laughs> oh,
2: interesting!
1: Which is funny. My my maiden name is actually Bellinger, so right. I just for people don't know. People
2: that, don't know but... You're right. I forgot to mention that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh,
2: um, and nobody knows why I'm owing. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, also, Winters. There's a key over Winters, mm-hmm. a larger key that spreads over Haskell to Stamford, Stamford, right. and. And the last key uh, was over, a small key over Midkiff.
2: Midkiff. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Okay. So Sharon, D says, Aaron Stamford, the actor played Jim, oh. Jim Brower, Jimbo.
1: Jimbo. Oh, look at four. that. Hmm.
2: Not, not an unusual name. I mean, there is, there are Stanfords out there. Yeah. I'm familiar really with
1: Stanford. I'm familiar with Stamfords.
2: Or at least City's name, Stanford. Ah. <laughs> sorry audio people maybe we'll, we'll we'll link to that map in the notes maybe in the blog in maybe in the blog oh,
1: look at the image while you're listening
2: you know the the waiting for godot blog that we haven't we haven't done a blog since uh, you know before <laughs> episode 101 look the end is the beginning we have to do this the way we started it
0: if you like what you heard why don't you rate this podcast rate this slash squawking dead five stars and an eggplant we need know how much you love us. But if you would like to write more, feel free. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you really like, I mean really, like this podcast, why don't you follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. Just follow us. If you'd like to massage our back a little bit more, you can buy us a coffee. Now, one coffee. We'll give you 30 days of access to our supporter-backed content. That means you get all the unedited episodes you want, plus the ability to join us in the recordings. Not only that, let's say you don't want to jump in the deep end just yet. Girl, you can get the unedited episodes for free. You know what I'm talking about. The unedited episodes are available for free the minute we're done recording. So when we're done recording this episode, you can get your unedited episode recordings right away. You love it. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> so once you get on that shit, head over to kl-fi.com slash dead slash shop and get your hands for free or
2: pay what you want for these episodes now if you pay us three dollars to get these episodes you will automatically get 30 days of access to our supportive back content so why aren't
1: you joining us right you could be right
2: this <laughs> is <laughs> <She's saying, laughs> like
1: sexy time
2: anyway so right. oh
1: before that she says this is disturbing
0: <laughs> it's not my fault your vagina right, Yeah, we gotta... <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us we're glad you had an awesome time breaking down these episodes and going real real deep <laughs> rachel you tell the people how much you enjoyed
1: <laughs> that company tonight thank you so much for joining us for another episode of squawking dead we will see you next time
0: goodbye <laughs> folks had a wonderful night with you, and I can't wait to see you for the next walk into a world beyond Because we're squawking dead We like to go beyond Good night (laughs) Bye